There. That should be everything. I just hit record, so you should be good to go. Do I just walk up to people and start talking? Yes. I don't have to do anything special with the recorder? Just make sure you talk into the mic and then hold it in front of them and make sure they talk into the mic as well. Okay, I got this. You do. Oh, here comes someone now. Go ahead and talk to them. Right. Okay. Hello, uh, my name is Tabby Winters and I'm recording an audio documentary on the hauntings of Half Moon. Would you have a second to talk about- Leave me alone, Taurus. Okay. Well, Cam, that didn't go well. No, it did not. Maybe you should try again. Oh, here comes someone else. They look much friendlier. Try to look less reportery this time. Okay, let me try again. <clears throat> Hi, my name is Tabby Winters. Sorry, and I... no, thank you. Oh, no, I'm not trying to sell you Have any. Have a nice day. I don't think this is working, Cam. Yeah, I think we need a new approach. Why does no one in this town want to talk to us? Even people we tried to contact for the other episodes were really cold. Even if you don't count how secretive Kitty Byrne was. Right, but they were people dealing with personal tragedies. These are just people going about their daily business. Right? So they should be easier to talk to. You'd think. Maybe we should hide the recording equipment until they actually say yes to being interviewed. That might help. And also maybe say excuse me when you walk up to them. Excuse me? Yeah, just like that. <sighs> okay, I'll try the niceties. Good. Go ahead and turn off the mic until someone says yes. Yeah, of course. Thank you for agreeing to... Sorry, could you not touch that? <laughs> Sorry, miss. Right. Thank you for agreeing to sit down with me. Oh, don't mention it, young miss. My name is Tabby, actually. Oh, Miss Tabby. Sorry. <sighs> so, Mr. Roberts, do you have any ghost stories about town you'd like to share? Oh, don't I? Everyone here is part of a secret cover-up conspiracy. You won't read about that in the Chronicle, I'll tell you that. A conspiracy? Yup, and the mayor is the head of it all. The mayor... What exactly is his role in this? Why, the mayor coordinates all the disappearances. People he doesn't like, he just... Poof! Sends them away to a secret spot of his. And you think that's why... That's why there's so many disappearances here. Oh, I know so. I follow him, you see. You follow the mayor? Yes, ma'am. I do. That seems... illegal. Bah! Only because they don't want us knowing their secrets. Okay... Thank you so much for agreeing to do this. Oh, don't mention it. Who wouldn't say yes to something like this? You'd be surprised. I've been out here for almost an hour, and everyone's been refusing to even give me the time of day. I'm sorry. Some of my fellow townsfolk can be a little nervous around strangers. Seemed more like they were distrustful. <laughs> that too. We don't get many visitors through here. I've noticed. 
It feels like we're the first new people anyone in town has seen in years. That actually might be true. I certainly can't remember the last time anyone came from out of town. Yeah, definitely. So, for the interview, could you state your name, age, and profession? Okay. My name is Eloise Mills. I'm 20. My dad owns the hardware store, and I work at the movie theater part-time. Thank you. It's nice to meet you, Eloise. Thanks for interviewing me. This is so fun. What did you want to ask me about? Well, I had one general question. Do you know of any supernatural occurrences about town? You mean besides the cat? The cat? Yeah, the cat. I haven't heard anything about a cat. Is it a ghost? Can it see dead people? Oh, oh no. I'm sorry. That was a joke. Oh. Sorry, I'm not used to talking to out-of-towners. There's a kind of community cat who just wanders around downtown, and he's always getting up to weird stuff. He's kind of a local celebrity. I haven't seen him, I'm sad to say. If you stick around long enough, I'm sure you will. His name is Thor. I'm looking forward to it. He's a treat. So, anything spooky come to mind? Hmm. Let me think. Oh, there's the bridge coming into town. Yeah, a dead drop bridge, right? Oh, wow, look at you. I thought you said you weren't from around here. I'm not. We just did our research before we came. I didn't realize there was much to research about us. Well, it's mostly just reading the newspaper. The Chronicle, actually. We got some copies of it back in our hometown in Connecticut. Oh, the paper. That's a ghost story for you. It is? Kind of. It's more of a local joke. No one's actually met anyone who works for them, and no one ever sees anyone go into or out of the building. Interesting. Yeah, and the paper always writes the weirdest things. It does have a whole section dedicated to missing people and local crime. Yeah, though I never really saw any of that as weird. Tragic, sure, but not strange. Really? I mean, should I? Half Moon has one of the highest per capita rates of missing people and unexplained deaths in the country. Oh, my god. Does no one here talk about that? Not particularly. Sure, when someone goes missing, we talk about that, or when someone dies suddenly. But we never really talk about all the missing people as a whole. Hmm. When you put it that way, I guess we do have a lot. I see. Sorry if this is a personal question, but have you known anyone personally who went missing or died mysteriously? Thank God, no. My dad has. He was friends with someone who drowned in the lake a few decades back. Was there something suspicious about your dad's friend's death? Yeah, he was missing and then showed up in the lake. But he was apparently there for weeks, even though it was thoroughly searched. Huh. I'll have to look into that. I think you'll find something good. And that's where the maze hench people connect to the rat people in the sewers. And Mr. Roberts, thank you for explaining all of this, but I still would like to know... You'll see, kid. Just talk to the mayor, and you'll see it. I would love to, but... His assistant won't let us in to see him. Ah, she's a sweetheart. Just offer her some cookies from Molly's. 
She'll do whatever you say. That's very specific knowledge, Mr. Roberts. Thank you for that. My pleasure, miss. Just promise me that when you learn the truth, you'll give me credit, okay? I will, Mr. Roberts. Anyway, I really oh, should Oh, be... oh, oh, um, before you go, I should tell you about the lake. Okay, then tell me about the lake. Okay, to understand the lake, first you need to understand the sewer system in town. It was built a hundred years ago, when the rat people convinced oh the then God. mayor to expand the... Thank you for agreeing to speak with me. Oh, the pleasure is all mine, miss. Will you please state your name for the recording? Now, now, you already know my name, Miss Winters. I introduced myself to you way back when you first came into town. Oh, yes, I know, and thank you. You were probably the only person to introduce yourself, but I do need your name for the recording. Ah, uh, well, very well. My name is Lawrence T. Watkins, but you can call me Larry. Everyone else in town does. Thank you. And again, for the recording, can you tell me your age and your occupation? Certainly. Uh, I'm 67 years old, and I'm the sole owner of Watkins General Store. Did you found the store yourself? Oh, no. No, that's not me. My grandfather founded the store back in 1900. We've been around for quite some time. I'm just the current owner. So you and your family have been in town for a while? Oh, certainly. As long as any of us care to remember. You must have a lot of old stories passed down to you. Oh, not any more than anyone else, that's for sure. Would you care to share some? Oh, it would be my pleasure. W which would you like to hear? Uh, whichever strikes you as most interesting. Oh, I see. That's, uh, no, that one is terrifying. Uh, that's not appropriate at all. Um, oh, oh, <laughs> have you kids heard about the Dead Drop Bridge? Yes. In fact, you're not the first one to mention it. Oh, my apologies. What about the old mill? That's a new one. Then I'll tell you a story about that one. You see, Half Moon used to just be that mill up there on the hill. Now it's been broken down and out of commission since I was born. But there's something about strange old abandoned buildings that just makes young folk want to go poking around like no one's business. Now, I may not look it, but I used to be young myself, too, and when a couple of buddies of mine wanted to go poking, well, I didn't want to be the only one too chicken to go, hmm? So it's the summer, very late one night. Uh, it's the middle of the night, and me and my two buddies, we get our bikes and meet in front of the old baker's place. It's uh, Chester's Internet House now. You mean uh, the Internet Cafe? Oh, right, right, Cafe. Back then, it was Jolene's bakery. She, oh, she, uh, no, well, that's beside the point. Yeah, so we met and biked up the hill to the old mill. And even then, it was blocked by fences and a big chain with a padlock covering it up. Thankfully, I was good with my hands. And I may have known how to use a lockpick. Oh, um, uh, please don't tell Captain Ryan about this, will you? Don't worry, I'm not a snitch. And besides, I think the statute of limitations has passed on breaking and entering. Right you are. You're a smart cookie, you know that. Well, we got inside easy enough. A lot of the machinery was still in there, you know. It's a real marvel of engineering what we were able to do way back when. I bet it's all cleaned out now. 
But then it was a right dangerous place. So we went in and started poking around when my buddy, uh, we'll call him Nate, he started complaining about it getting cold, which made no sense. It was the middle of summer, it was hot, and neither of us could feel the chill. We told Nate to buck up because we wanted to go to the cellar. We went down despite Nate's protests, and it was really spooky. I'm talking no natural light, no airflow, so everything was really stale. I told Nate to keep the door open, but as soon as we got down there, we heard the door slam shut. All three of us were right spooked by that, but we decided to go on anyway. Oh boy, was that a mistake. And as soon as we walked too far in, we started hearing this clanging metal sound, real gentle-like. Almost sounded like chains clinking against one another. And mind you, there were no chains anywhere here. Just a labyrinth of halls and old rooms. I haven't ever seen nothing like it. Of course, none of the lights worked, so we had our flashlights. And we went down every witch tunnel we could find until we got to one room in the back. There was paint all over the floor. A big old circle of it and all these strange little symbols I can't honestly say I've ever seen before. We began poking around like kids do. And this smell started to come in, rising up out of the floor, it felt like. It smelled like a swamp. Putrid, brackish water that hadn't gone nowhere in years. We plugged our noses, and I said to Perry and Nate, We gotta get out of here. Nate was standing there looking all creepy, just looking at the floor. And he said to us, We can't leave. We can't ever leave. We told him he was talking nonsense and he was going to be okay. But then he looked up at us, and his eyes were all red and bloodshot like he'd been crying. And he said, You can't leave. Now that you've come here, you have to die. Then out of nowhere, a gust of wind ripped through the place and damn clear knocked me back. I was screaming, and so was Perry, and I don't even know where Nate went. So we ran like bats out of hell and didn't stop running until we got out of that old mill. When we reached the side of the hill, Perry and I were panting, and I said to Nate, what the hell did you do that for? Nate just gave me this look. He said, what are you talking about? I told him what he said to us down in the cellar and that it wasn't okay. He looked at me like I damn just lost all my marbles. That's when he said, I never went in that cellar. To hear him tell it, the second we stepped through that door, he turned around and walked out to the hill and waited. I will never forget that night. Not as long as I live. Wow. At least what not Nate said never turned out to be true. You're all still alive. I'm afraid that isn't true. Turns out, I'm the only one left. Oh, no, I'm so sorry. Ah, it was years ago. Don't waste your sorries on an old man like me. Do you think their deaths were related to what happened in the mill? Oh, I know they were. Really? How so? Now, that was just a joke, miss. Oh, they died in freak accidents. One of them was swimming in the river, the other fell while hiking. It was so long ago, I don't remember which died doing what. Well, thank you for explaining. At least the curse hasn't gotten you. <laughs> I don't think it will. 
You sound confident about that. Oh, I am. You don't get to live to almost 70 in this town without learning a few things. Anyway, I should really be heading back to the store. All right. I'm going to be here for a little while, so if you ever feel like sharing what you learned, I'll be here with a mic ready to go. Is that so? Well, isn't that something? Just keep your eyes open, Miss Winters. You never know what you're going to find out here. Uh, until next time. Goodbye, Mr. Watkins. And that's what caused the lake to flood in 46, which is how we found the overgrown rat tails that proved once and for all that the rat people were using the reservoir pipe route to exchange goods with the other rat colony across town. Fascinating. Well, Mr. Roberts, you've given me a lot to go off of, but unfortunately I have to run, so if you don't mind... Oh, oh, sure. Say no more. I know when I'm no longer needed. It's been a pleasure, Miss Tabby. Remember me when you're famous, all right? Yes, of course. Thank you, Mr. Roberts. <sighs> wow. He was... So much. I was going to say something a little less kind. It's okay. We... Didn't get a whole lot from him. But we got some stuff to go on with the other two. Yeah, we definitely have some leads now. I think I'm going to look into the lake next, or at least have Ash and Gray do some digging. How can you dig in water? Cam, I'm not in the mood. Right, sorry. No, I'm just irritated. Almost no one wanted to talk to us. It's like they're all scared of us or something. I mean... It's a small town, right? Maybe they're just insular. Yeah, maybe, but it feels more personal than that. How could it be personal? They don't know us. But it's more than just small town isolationism. I don't know if you saw, but a lot of the people were scared of me. I'm not a scary person. I just couldn't help but notice. I mean, you don't look scary, but you can be... Can be what? You're very driven. Sometimes that can put people off. Fine, fair, whatever. But that doesn't change... Never mind. I'm probably just frustrated. Yeah. Maybe we should call it a day. I'm tired. We should head back to the Econoline. Yeah, we've been out here all day. And besides, I want to look into some of these leads. Me too. Let's get going. We have a long walk ahead of us. Half Moon Chronicles is a Bad Address Media production. This episode was directed by Jack Bacall and produced by Isabella Van Ingen. The script was written by Kit Haddad and edited by Morgan York. Sound design is by Matt Regan. Featuring Isabella Van Ingen as Ash Moskowitz, Jack Bacall as Cameron Park, Kit Haddad as Grayson Price, and Morgan York as Tabby Winters. Also featuring Claire McElway as Eloise Mills, James Swanson as Larry Watkins, and Matt Regan as George Roberts. 
additional voices by Nicole Gaudet and Olivia Ritchie. You can follow us on Twitter at Bad Address Media or donate to our Patreon at patreon.com slash badaddressmedia.